everybody, Matt here. Um, there's a couple things the Lord's kind of put in my heart, and I wanted to put them to you in video as well as the blog. So if you're listening on Spotify, you are hearing me. <laughs> and if you're watching on uh, the YouTube channel, you are seeing me as well. Um, either way, I just I just have a couple things that I feel the Lord has been dealing with me personally. And I'm hoping that maybe by me talking, voicing them a little bit, others might get a little bit more from it. Um, there's, there's two things, uh, two things that I wanted to talk about. The first one is I've been having a series of dreams and, uh, you know, dream, dreams throughout the Old and New Testament dreams were ways that God spoke to his people. Um, we know that one of the reasons Jesus moved around as a child uh, for his safety was through dreams that God was given to his earthly father, Joseph. And, of course, we can look back at the Joseph of the Old Testament and find out he was uh, very much a dreamer. But there were dreams that went uh, that affected many, many people throughout Scripture. And today is no different. Just like many of the other things that are, are presented to us in the Gospel and presented to us in the Old Testament and all of Scripture, uh, many, many, many parts of Scripture are still very much alive and well in Christianity, especially Christianity. From the New Testament. But uh, my point is, is, is he's speaking to me through a few dreams and I, it's through these dreams and they're interactive dreams. It's very interesting. It doesn't, it's not like something that God just drops in my lap and says, here, he's actually involving me. And one of the dreams that uh, he's been given, one of the dreams that I, I have been given is, is a, a reference to returning to the awe of my first love. And uh, I hope that speaks to you. I think there's a there's a um, a strong need for we as Christians to become more in awe of the goodness and the graciousness and the beauty of God. The um, the revival that took place in the Brownsville Assembly of God in Pensacola, Florida, back in the 90s was very, very, very impactful to me. And if you know me, you know I've referenced it before because of that. There was an awe. Uh, that that first came over me when I started beginning to feel the presence of God uh, through the um, through the videos and and uh, the music and so on that was happening there in Pensacola and the funny thing is is it's just over the last uh, week or so there's been a strong urge in me to go and rewatch those videos. And much to my surprise and um, um, wonder, there's actually been a, an ongoing conference of sorts there in Pensacola to not only celebrate what happened uh, during that revival, but to uh, redig those wells, if you will, and seek uh, the Lord for a, a similar or a new fresh but similar outpouring. And uh, I'm just now getting into those videos and watching uh, that the um, the results of that, and it's exciting. It's exciting. But I think one of the most important things that we can do as Christians is to seek. So many times we're waiting for the Holy Spirit to do something. We want Him to 
start the process and go through that whole thing. And he's like, you know, I'm just waiting for you to take that first step and then I'm just going to blow you away. And the reason is, is because he wants a commitment out of us because it's for our benefit. The Holy Spirit doesn't work for his benefit. He works for our benefit. And that benefit comes in a thousand different ways. But ultimately it is for us to grow in our relationship with God. Oh my goodness, that's so important. And we have such a hard time understanding that we're not supposed to be Sunday go to meeting Christians. This is not a, a, this is not just something that we do in addition to our life. This is our life first and foremost. Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So our provision being taken care of, that happens when we put the kingdom of God in our focus, when we put the things of righteousness in our focus. He said that in Matthew 6, It's so important for us to understand there's more, far, far more to all of this. And John Kilpatrick, who was the pastor of the church there in Pensacola at that time, he said that was one of his angsts if you will, is he would come into the church, uh, which was quite a large building, by himself in the middle of the night, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and he would just weep and he would yell, God, there's there's, there's more. There's got to be more. And I think one of the biggest problems that we have having right now is that we don't understand there is more. There's more than we can contain. There's more than we can understand. There's more than makes sense to us. So I really believe that that's one of the things that God is calling us as Christians back into is a place of awe of who he is, the excitement of who he is, the fact that he's doing what he's doing. There are miracles and there are uh, uh, manifestations and there are things, there's, there's words of prophecy and uh, places that, that God is taking men and women across the globe right now all around us. But it's up to us whether or not we want to say, you know, I want, I want some of that. There's more and I want it. It, it. it is literally being handed to us. Do you want this? Because if you want it, it's there, but you have to go after it. Proverbs 25, 2 says, it is the glory of God to hide a matter. It is the glory of kings to search a matter out. It's, it's, it's our responsibility as the royalty of the kingdom. That's why it's called a kingdom. If we're part of the kingdom, there are no subjects in the kingdom of God. Everybody is part of the royal family. We are royalty. If we want to see something amazing, we have to go after it. There's nothing. I don't know why we, I don't know why we get in that place where if I go to church, everything's going to be wonderful and amazing. And then we're disappointed because it's not. I don't know why that mentality is even there. There is absolutely zip in life that exemplifies that kind of thinking. We are, we are from the moment we are born, we are taught and led and un, come to understand that we have to go after things. Even as a child, even as a baby crawling on his hands and knees, there is, oh, I want that, so I'm going to go get it. Everything requires us to step out to get. It doesn't just drop in our lap. And if it does drop in our lap, it's usually something sour or it's going to become sour. Now, that's not to say that God doesn't work sovereignly. You know, I was at Psalm, I think it's Psalms 115, verse 3. I probably got that wrong. It says God is in heaven and he does anything he wants to do. So he can work sovereignly and drop things on our lap, but he does it with purpose. 
If he drops something on our lap, it's because he's trying to lead us into something greater. Okay, boom. It's just that simple. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out that uh, on the day of Pentecost, it's a fascinating story. If you haven't read the book of Acts, you should. Uh, in fact, if there's any book in the Bible that you haven't read, you should. <laughs> but in the book of Acts, uh, in the second chapter, we find the day of Pentecost, uh, which is a which is a festival that they're they're that the, the, the Jewish people are already doing, and um, we find people um, gathered in the upper room, and um, of course we know this story. Everybody has heard in in the church has heard this story time and again. Uh, how many people adhere to what's happening in this story is very different. Um, so the day of Pentecost happens. And people are baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is more, they understand, this is more than just getting the Holy Spirit as a Christian and being saved. It's something greater, something more amazing. Here's the thing. Many, 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 and I'm, I'm not going to badmouth any particular church, but many, many churches and denominations across the world right now have stepped away from accepting the the, the things that happened on the day of Pentecost. And we call them Pentecostals or, or Holy Rollers. Or there's, a, there's a number of names they get. But here's, here's a very simple truth. Okay? Christianity was founded. Christianity was founded through the people who were there and were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what that means to you and I is there's there's Christianity and then there's whole Christianity. Christianity is the belief in Jesus the Christ. Whole Christianity is a belief in Jesus the Christ and all that he taught, just like just plain old Christianity. But whole Christianity includes the full experience, or at least the seeking and acceptance of the full experience. They were the ones that were called Christians to at the beginning when the first when that that terminology first started. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they yes, folks, they spoke in tongues. Oh my word, that's so weird. Actually, no, that's what Christianity is. Whole Christianity includes the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and yeah, speaking in tongues. Hoo hoo. I know that freaks a lot of people out. It's okay if we paint our body funny colors and go to a football game and act an absolute fool and scream loud and murderous, blah, 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 blah. Just as long as you don't speak in tongues, we don't want to do that. But guess what, folks? That's what that is. That's what whole Christianity, that's what true Christianity, the true religion, as the Bible calls it, the true religion, that includes the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the power of, to be a witness into all the world. And that's the struggle so many of us have. And let's face it, right now, so-called Christian churches around the world are accepting very sinful, ugly things as part and parcel of their belief system. And if you research them, every one of those, and this is a warning as well as it is a truth, every one of those have spurned the movement and the working of the Holy Spirit. There's such a fear of what the world is going to believe when we start talking about the Holy Spirit or Pentecostalism or whatever it is you want to call it. There's such a fear that others will uh, not like us. Dude, 
They hung Jesus on a cross. And you're worried about somebody calling you a name? It's time we get back to whole Christianity, as scripture teaches it, instead of just what's convenient and easy. Now, I'm, I, don't, I don't want this to come across as I'm bad-mouthing uh, denominations that I'm not a part of or anything like that, okay? My brothers and sisters range from, from full-on Pentecostal independence, whatever you want to call them, to Pentecostal churches, to Baptist churches, to Methodist, to Catholics. I don't care. That's not the point. The point is there is a thing out there called whole, whole Christianity, or I'm, 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 I'm making up that terminology. I'm just trying to, to, to make my point. But there is a thing called whole Christianity that does not take parts of Scripture and say, we like this, but we don't like that. One of the scariest things that I will ever, ever hope to never run into is a fivefold ministry that doesn't believe in the full baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because those two things don't work together. I don't even know if it exists. It's just maybe something I'm making up in my mind. But there is a reality that's not in my not being made up in my mind. There is a reality that says there's more, but you have to walk after it. Jesus said, as I said, as, as I mentioned earlier, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. You understand one of the one of the biggest compromises that's happening in the church right now is a sincere lack of righteousness, holiness. We are not we're we're oh well I I I put on the righteousness of Christ. Right, right. So when your life is not pursuing righteousness, when you put on the righteousness of Christ, it's like putting on a pristine fur coat over a filthy, disgusting, ripped and torn rags that you have no intention of doing anything about. Is his righteousness covering you? Well, certainly that's how it works. We don't have righteousness on our own, but he himself told us to seek righteousness. There is a filth that comes out of the mouth of Christians today on their on their um, um, post on Facebook and, and social media that just Let me do that again. There is a filth that comes from Christians onto their social media and onto um, the, even coming out of their mouths. I am the I am the righteousness of Christ, but let me tell this dirty joke. I'm the righteousness of Christ, but let me use the F word several times in my communication online. If you're not going to say it from the pulpit, you better not be saying it on your on your social media post. And if you're willing to say that kind of stuff from the pulpit, tell me what church you're going to so I make sure I don't go there. Come on, people. There's a reality where we have to start reflecting Christ. And we aren't going to reflect Christ if we're stuck on what we feel is okay. We have to seek what he says is okay and and that's not just my word i'm talking about scripture i'm not talking you know bible tells us don't have any filthy mouth anything anything filthy come out of your mouth don't be telling any cursed jokes all these kinds of things it's in there people we have to change we have to change as i was saying from the dreams the lord's been showing me we have to get back to the awe and the reverence of who he is 
the excitement of and the thrill of the presence of God doesn't come because it's fun. It comes because it's real. We can't play. We've got to stop playing the games. In my own life, I'm so okay, okay, I want to go back to where when I listened and saw these revivals going on, that I was in awe of the presence of God. Uh, I have I have stories. <laughs> I would uh, I would recommend though go to YouTube. There's there's dozens of videos, maybe even more, uh, on the Brownsville revival. The um, there's of course there's negative. Don't don't watch the negative. There there's the the enemy is using oh. This, uh, one of my biggest frustrations, I, I apologize for stumbling around. One of my biggest frustrations is when, the, when, when a Christian allows themselves to be used to badmouth the move of God. Scripture always treats that very bad. Very bad. If we use our so-called understanding of Scripture to badmouth what God is doing in a place... We're putting ourselves in a place that will the enemy will use to stop the work of God. And to me, in my heart, that's an extremely dangerous place. Here's a reality. If you're not believing the full weight of the gospel, the full weight of God's move and ability and power, if you don't believe in that, shut up, please. You're creating more uh, problems than you're solving. And I've seen this time and time again with videos of people. And then, of course, they have hundreds of followers and, oh, you're so right. You know, we got to believe this is good, blah, blah, blah. Okay. If you don't believe in the whole Bible, please shut up. Just, just stop. The Bible is complete. And the New Testament teaches us there's a reality that began with Christ on earth that has not ended yet. Revelation hasn't taken place. So we have to understand there is more. There's always more. All right. I don't want to get too far off the subject. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek his righteousness. Seek his understanding. He has great things for us. Be in the word of God every day. Yes, folks, here's the thing. I used to think it was a duty to study the Word of God. And then the Lord started showing me all kinds of amazing things. And in that process, I became very hungry for the Word. It wasn't dropped in my lap. I had to go after it. If you're not talking to God, who are you talking to? Pray every single day. Have a conversation with your God. He created you has every intention of having a relationship with you if you will let him. But you got to talk to him. Worship. Magnify God. Jesus gave us the model prayer. He said, it starts out with our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are words of worship. He, this is the daily prayer that Jesus suggested we model or we, we duplicate. And it includes worship. 
whether you worship in song or you worship in your action. You know what? When somebody cuts you off in traffic and you sincerely say, Lord, bless that person instead of yelling at them, that's a form of worship because we worship with our actions as much as we do with song. Those are the three keys to your relationship with God. If you want to get to a place where you're hungry for God and you're hungry for the word and you're hungry for relationship with him, those are the things to start doing every single day. And like I said, don't, don't see it as a chore. See it as the action that takes place before it becomes joy. See it as the action that will turn you into someone who is hungry for more of God every day. If you don't hear from him, if you're not feeling what his will is, if any of these things are happening to you in your walk with Christ, it is because your relationship with Christ is based upon your Sunday morning time or your couple times or two, three times a week. It's an every day. Jesus said we will take up our cross daily. And that cross includes many things, but we will take that up daily because it is a relationship daily. We are called the bride of Christ. He is called the groom. Oh, if you had a relationship with your bride or your your spouse that took place only on Sunday mornings, you wouldn't have a relationship with them very long. And you know that. That's the fastest way to destroy a marriage is to not have ongoing relationship conversations. So on. get before God every day of the week. Very, it's not a, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you should, but it's more than a suggestion. If you want to survive, because guess what? There's a time coming and it may happen right away because it, there are changes happening at the highest levels in our country. There's a fight going on right now for the freedom of the people in the United States. It's happening in, in countries around the world, not just ours. And those freedoms includes our relationship with God, the ability to worship as we want, the ability to have time with God as we see fit. Those, yeah, we're like, oh, you're stirring up the pot, Matt. You know, you're just creating a, um, you're adding, adding to the, to the, to the, um, uh, what are the conspiracies and all that kind of stuff. No, folks, I'm telling you, this is what scripture tells us is going to happen. We got it in our mind that we can, will always have the freedom to worship God. No, that's not the case at all. We will fight for it. Just like many other countries across the world right now, Christianity is persecuted on a regular basis. We have thousands and thousands of people who are martyred for Christianity every year that you never hear anything about. The reason you don't hear about it is because the people who do the reporting don't care. Because it's Christianity and Christianity is passe. It's old stuff and it just gets in the way. Here's a, here's a very big truth. If, if, if a person becomes acceptable of Christianity and reports on it, they will struggle with their own life. Because modern day news organizations and modern day uh, television organizations, they want the freedom to do whatever they want to. And Christianity tells them, no, you, you can't live that way. It goes back to what we were just saying. If you love God, start showing it when you're mad, when you're upset, when you're confused, when you don't understand. Those are moments when God does the most work in our lives. We have to choose to let him go. It's not going to just like, boop, 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 do everything's good. No. All right.
let me close this out. Um, Christianity, Pentecostalism, or baptism by fire, or baptism in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, whatever. That's all part and part. That's all part of one package. And it's only when we pull parts of that out that we struggle. You want to hear from God? Seek the Holy Spirit. Seek the Lord. He will fill you and he will change you. Okay? And seek to be in awe. awe. Seek to be in awe. <laughs> and seek to be in awe of God. He's still, he's still, wow. He's, it hasn't changed. Just because life in our country or on our planet has changed doesn't mean God has changed. We have to grow. We have to seek the kingdom. We have to seek his righteousness. We have to, if we want to have a relationship with God in the manner in which he's calling us to. Okay. All right. God bless you guys. Thanks for stopping by and listening. Please go after God. He's got way more than you think he does. All right. We'll see you next time.